Hey fellow listeners, welcome to the Girl in My Mind podcast. I'm RP, your podcaster, and I hope you enjoy this episode of The Girl in My Mind. Now without further ado, let's get into this. Chapter 4, Journey for the Key, Part 1 What do you mean, where's your key? He yelled back, almost sounding confused and then as innocent as possible. He was clever, but you could tell his voice wasn't one that could hide a truth very long. However, one that could twist it and stretch it for his own uses. He was good, maybe even too good though. After all, he was the reason I was outside in the first place and maybe even responsible for my key. Don't try and play games with me, kid. Now where's my key? You know, that one shiny thing hung around my neck and gave me access to my controls? Or it should. Did you snatch it? You said you wanted the info for your pathetic little rebellion about me and the boy stopped me mid-sentence, shaking his head. First of all, I'm no kid. In fact, I'm around your age. Second, whatever you think, I don't have this key of yours, and it's not my problem, so I don't know, just get a new one and chill, okay? He shrugged his shoulders, trying to escape me. How could he just say that? That key doesn't just allow me to see the human world, it had intel on the haven that dug back to its history, and maybe even further to its origins. If somebody like him, or worse, picked it up, It would be the end for it and the angels. I can't just get a new one. You have to help me, I said. Maybe it was my choice of words or my needy personality. But in that moment, I just couldn't stress the fact about how important this was, how much trouble I'd be in and how desperate I was to get that key back. The boy turned around and gave me a glare. What was I saying? He didn't need to help me. He had an excuse to leave and no reason to come back again. But I didn't have anyone else. It was then I realized I had the one thing that may have turned the tables for me. I reached into my pocket, trying to dig for the familiar shape of a human gum packet. Before the boy had completely left, I finally felt it and realized I still had my taser and my alarm in my pocket. My key may be missing, but one push of a button, I can get a whole battalion of angels. Try knocking me out or whatever, but I, for one, think this is a bit of a risky gamble, don't you think? Smiling, I pointed the alarm at the boy's face, hoping to make myself feel stronger somehow by making him feel somewhat afraid. His glare went went into overall panic for a second, and I noticed it slowly started to fade into a smirk. A smirk that told you he had an idea. I think it was your dumb idea in the first place to throw your key into the forest. Knowing you, it probably went far. I say we can still look for it, but you can't pull the trigger on me and alert somebody, okay? He extended his hand, 
as if he was making a standard deal. Being extra careful, I just nodded. You know, just in case he decides to show me the blue powder again. Me and the boy then exchanged a look, telling us we were fairly ready to embrace the unknown. We walked into the forest that was outside of the haven, and just like that, I was in the clear. My only priority, finding my key and scrambling out of there in the nick of time. We were now in the clearing of trees, making a canopy over our heads the further we went in. I could feel the way my connection with the haven just started to slowly drift away as me and the boy started digging deeper into the forest of windswept trees. The feeling was frightening, but at the same time, I could have sworn that at, that at first, I felt maybe even relieved and maybe even a bit of thrill. I didn't notice it at first, but even if we had made an agreement, it wasn't the only one armed with tools. Oh no, I thought, looking back at the boy midway through the trees, holding nothing but a nostalgic, lengthy rope ready to get to work. The next day, the next thing I knew, my hands were cuffed on my own adventure, and my own threat still turned on me. I mean, is that even possible? We decided to keep a distance between us. With the rope, he'd be looking in the front while I double-checked everything a foot behind me. So, guess we're blackmailing each other, huh? I think that's the term, right? I said, trying to make conversation while being pulled against my will with the rope. I didn't mean to be unprofessional, but I also didn't want to be rude. Sure, the atmosphere should have been thick, but from a girl who had only seen it for only a few hours, it still felt pretty new. Yep, I'm still wondering how I fell for this one. But anyways, I never got your name, he asked, looking around for anything of the slightest glimpse of his shiny corner or sapphire shimmer. B4743.25, I answered proudly, flipping a leaf after leaf trying to find my key. And avoiding, and avoiding getting hit in the face. Really, you're an angel, not a robot, right? I feel really stupid knowing I was carrying a tin can, he casually uttered. I'm just gonna call you B. That has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? I shrugged on his remark at first. B, I wondered. I do like that, I said in my head. My name is B. Hmm. Hey, anyways, what's your name? My voice echoed as I stuck my head through a hollowed out log, thinking that maybe my key fell down there. He didn't seem to want to answer for identity reasons, he explained. No matter the reasoning, I didn't want to keep calling him the boy in my mind. It seemed confusing especially since we were probably stuck with each other for a while. I looked over at the boy, hoping this was my last time calling him that. What else could I call him, I thought. Arrogant, rude, the captivator, all sounded pretty villainous, but not what I had in mind. I wanted something more casual. The more I tried to coax up an answer from him, he just made it more clear his name wasn't something he felt worth mentioning. 
The more I tried, the more I noticed his red, his red streak in his hair. Does it mean something to you? I asked. You could say that, he answered, and I could have sworn, through all the sarcastic comments, he smiled. Generally. That's when it came to me. That's what I'd like to call him. How about Red? Red. I smiled, tugging on the rope so I could see his reaction. Red. I like that, he said. And that was the most me and Red said for the time being. Little did we know, we were just scratching the surface on the lookout for Mikey. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Girl in My Mind. Make sure to tune in every Sunday to listen to newly uploaded episodes and make sure to share this podcast with friends and family. This is RP, your podcaster, signing off. Till next time, and remember to stay mindful. I'd also like to thank all of you listening for staying patient with me. I couldn't release this week's episode since my mic was on the fritz, and let me tell you, that was not fun to deal with. Again, thank you for listening in, and I hope you have a great day wherever you are, and stay safe. Till next time, bye!